Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another installment of my Christian walk. Uh, I am in Southern California right now, enjoying a uh, cup of Java. Cafe Authentico, made by Kroger. Kroger's become my new best friend, y'all. Kroger is like, in California, we have this company called Kroger. I don't know if it's state uh, nationwide or not, but Kroger allows for products to be sold at a little bit of a discounted price. I seem to have a lot of enjoyment getting things cheaper. Isn't that weird? Like I could be like, you know, yeah, whatever. You know, when I went with my girlfriend to New York and we took a uh, bicycle cab, it was like a hundred and flipping 20 something dollars. And I was like, oh my God. And then like, I do that and then I try to save like, you know, a couple bucks here and there when it comes to buying stuff. Anyways, whatever. Today, what I want to talk about, you know, I recently was watching um, Jeffrey Dahmer, a fictionalized Netflix uh, multi-episode piece uh, starring Evan Peters from American Horror, which that show in and of itself is sort of what I'm going to talk about today. So what I want to talk about today is how um, prevalent sin is in the way stories are told. And um, in this case, the Jeffrey Dahmer piece exemplifies something that reinforces my belief in the power of sin, evil, the truthfulness of Christianity. This may all be a little bit convoluted right now, but I, I promise I am going to make a point. So, so let me kind of go back to what it is I'm talking about today. So, I was recently uh, watching something uh, with this famous theologian, Catholic theologian, I guess you'd call him, a person who is, is an, was an evangelist, G.K. Chesterton. <clears throat> I hope I said his name right. Now, he was a Catholic back. In the 19th century, I'm pretty sure. I don't know of him too much, other than he's hailed as a brilliant thinker and writer, and he was staunchly Catholic. And he was talking in a particular uh, speech that I was listening to on YouTube because he's dead now. So the, what they do is they get uh, people to read his speeches and writings, and they put them on audiobooks on YouTube. So he was on there talking about a conversation he had had with this person and this person was epitomizing much of how the world thinks in regard to behavior, their own morality uh, versus God's word, if you would, God's spirit, God's nature. So in other words, you know, if the world takes upon itself Uh, the secular world, the people that don't believe in Christ, the people that don't follow the um, concepts theologically of what Christians say is the deal, which Christians say this, I say this, the world is a world of vice, a world of temptation, a world of values that don't correlate with God's values. In other words, much of the world today, you know, I see this all the time, The world puts this um, idea forward that you control your own destiny. The world puts forward this notion that you are in control. Well, that's contrary, by the way, to what 
Christians believe. We are not in control, Christians would say. We are not in charge of anything. Now, do we have a certain autonomy because of what we've been given in our bodies and created in the image of God and in our minds? Absolutely, we have those faculties. Can we then say, no, we cannot. I'm just going to answer the question that we are in charge of our own destiny. So take this Dahmer thing that I was watching recently on Netflix. And I had to stop watching it because I got so disgusted with the way this person's life was being exemplified and projected and almost celebrated. Look, here's the deal. Jeffrey Dahmer, if anything, shows in this show the epitome of evil and the strong pulling of our flesh because throughout what I was watching Jeffrey Dahmer is and by the way I was listening to tapes so there were also there's also this other show the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer and I guess I'm going to use both of them interchangeably because one is fictional and one is true and all throughout it was Dahmer just completely screwed up as a kid completely battling different issues one being his homosexuality which in this day and age, you know, there's this huge push to the gay agenda. And look, I'm not going to argue that an, uh, a person in today's modern culture who's gay does not have to closet themselves. Is that a positive thing? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not going to use this podcast to air my personal opinions on sexuality, not just homosexuality, but sexuality in general, because that's a whole different topic. But I will say that in Jeffrey Dahmer's case, it presented a very twisted kind of uh, desire when it was mixed in with this predatorial kind of, uh, well, not kind of, predatorial, lustful, uh, overpowering drive to just take men and, and... Kill them, imprison them, control them. That is what this toxic combination did in Jeffrey Dahmer's case. Now, if we take a non-Jeffrey Dahmer example and we look at the world today and, and what Satan, because he is the ruler of the world, and I'm going to tie this in with Chesterton in just a second, then we see that if we are the controllers as we falsely think we are, that we can do whatever we want. Nobody can tell us what to do. It's moral relativism. And in this conversation, in this speech that was being dramatized, uh, uh, that G.K. Chesterton gives, he's talking to this man who's justifying this kind of belief that you can do what you want, that you don't succumb. And I'm going to re-listen to it today because I found it fascinating that you don't, you don't, you minimize the sinful decisions that you make. You minimize the behaviors that you do. Listen, for anybody that doesn't understand Christianity out there, Christianity is not about being perfect. As a matter of fact, Christianity speaks to the imperfection of mankind. It speaks to the depravity within us that gives us, not to make a erroneous comparison, it gives us what Jeffrey Dahmer epitomizes that when you give somebody full control and desires of their sinful nature without any kind of 
of truth, spiritual truth of God in there, then you're going to run a probably disastrous life experience where you're going to have you're going to have things that control you that take control other than God. And that's why God says, thou shall not have strange gods before me. God wants us. He wants us. He wants us to be uh, in fellowship with him. He wants us to be uh, submitting to him because he created us. He's our creator. He understands everything, everybody. He understands the duality of our spiritual versus sinful self. He understood that when Jeffrey Dahmer rejected any kind of godliness or godly truths in his life, spiritual truths, that he was leaving himself open to the wiles of the devil. Now, it doesn't mean we're all going to go down that path, obviously, but the devil works in mysterious ways. The devil has a whole smorgasbord of enticements that he can throw. And, and much of the secular world laughs at this. I get it. Much of the secular world will take an example like Jeffrey Dahmer and say, well, Jeffrey Dahmer was just a very psychologically troubled individual. And Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, probably had some gene that was malfunctioning or probably was traumatized and that, you know, the, the world is always looking, the secular world is always looking everywhere else but spiritually for the causation of things that happen that are terrible. And this is obviously a terrible example I'm giving and not so terrible. You can take a person who runs his household in a woke kind of society manner and teaches his children that everything is relative and it's you know, it's just the world and, you know, being a hard worker and, you know, trying not to hurt people and tolerating everything is a way to go. And many people, I'm sure, live their life that way. To a large degree, I mistakenly raised my kids, not quite that extreme, but I wasn't following my faith at the time uh, consistently enough. I wish I had a do-over. I would do that. Now I have to live with the consequences of broken relationships, you know, the post uh consequences of uh, all the hurtful feelings that occur after a divorce and all that. And, you know, I don't want to get off the topic here, but life is a is messy business, y'all. Life is messy business. So getting back to the Chesterton speech. So Chesterton was saying that we have to fight evil at the most powerfulest level that we can. We have to identify it and we have to push back. We cannot let it infest and build in us. We have to be very cognizant. And I will happily say that if there's anything, and it's quite scary that I didn't think this earlier uh, consistently enough, that I recognize more than ever the and I think it's absolutely God's spirit, the Holy Spirit dwelling inside me, which gives me a healthy ability and a barometer, a spiritual barometer to identify evil, to feel it, to sense it, to push back against it, to pray against it, to submit to Jesus and the blood of the cross against it. All that is part of the Christian life. And thank God 
that God has allowed me back in a more powerful way. Because if you pursue a life without God, you may not be obviously a Jeffrey Dahmer, who is an extreme example, horrific tale of, of, of evil, quite frankly. And he even says that in these tapes about his behavior. He was not a stupid individual. He understood and, and was very outspoken about, you know, he just wanted to die. Uh, he just wanted to die. Now, um, he pursued Christ toward the end of his life. Thank God. You know, thank God that this person who took himself to the very ends of evil and, and destruction found solace, I assume he did, if his conversion is absolutely true, which I, it sounds like it was. In prison, you know, he had the time to really sit down uh, undistracted, non-distracted by the world and focus in on himself and then accepted Jesus Christ. Now, I used to think about this because I heard about this and get angry and pissed off and say, well, shit, you know, sorry. How in the world can, by the way, I'm a cusser. That's one thing I've been working on. How in the world could this guy be saved? He had a, and you know what? I came to the conclusion many uh, uh, months, years ago that, you know what? I'm not in charge, man. I'm not in charge of judging, yo. I do it. I do it. And I think to some degree, judgment is healthy. We must have discernment. We must have judgment. But here's what I'm talking about. I tell my girlfriend this all the time. I don't judge where people are going to go when they die. I don't judge what God's going to do with a Hindu or a secularist who doesn't accept Christ. I can tell you what the Bible says. I can tell you what the Bible says about that. I can tell you what I believe, but I don't know. Just like my faith is what keeps me going and what will happen when I die. I have the faith that because I have accepted Christ for who he said he was, and I have accepted, thankfully, the sacrifice he made on the cross, that I am a different person and I am being changed daily by the Holy Spirit who is working in my life to assist me on this very, very brutal experience of life that we live. Okay? So, anyways, I'm not going to say watch that Jeffrey Dahmer thing because I think it's absolutely, I mean, to some degree, I think it's, you know, kind of reinforces my faith. It tells me what can happen on a much grander scale of evil when we succumb to our own desires and vices and then we uh, cloud ourselves with uh, things that are evil. That's one, I guess, positive. The other thing is I don't want to see celebrations of sinners. And uh, I don't think that's what I want to spend my time doing. All right, everybody. All right. Have a great day. Peace.